I am back on the train. I'm on my way to visit another friend in a different borough, and this commute is a long one, but it's familiar. I rep Brooklyn through and through, but if you ask me what my favorite borough is, hands down, I'm going to say Queens. And as I'm on my way to meet up with a friend, I'm taking, no joke, the exact same route I used to take to get to my high school. And these days, I don't get to go to Queens pretty often, so I'm pumped. As I'm sitting down on the train, I start thinking to myself, what did I think about four years ago on my way to school on these commutes? A lot of the time I was reading, maybe typing a paper on my iPod Touch or playing a combination of Candy Crush and Fruit Ninja. But I also remember, I thought a lot about my future, about college. I mean, that's what most high school seniors thought about, right? I remember I was a little scared, but also really excited because I was going away for school to a new city and the wonder of college was still fresh and unfazed. Take a moment, think about all the great things people told you about the experience of going away for school. For me, it was painted as this magical experience of meeting a bunch of people from a bunch of different places in the world. And in some ways, college is like that. You meet a bunch of people from different backgrounds. But upon returning to New York City, after going away for school, I realized that that experience, that wonder of meeting a bunch of people from all over, is pretty common here as well. New York City attracts a lot of people for different reasons. And for that reason alone, I've met people from a lot of different places. Hello. Hi. Hello. Charlie, how's it feeling the best? Like really the best. No touch me. Like it's super bad. No worries. I've had a rough week, as you can tell. <laughs> a lot of dominoes. I had like a very. No, that was one night. I had Pizza Hut last night, and I was like. Oh, God. So, I love Pizza Hut. No. No. I loved Pizza Hut, and then I got it at Only California one time, and it fucked my stomach up, and I was like, I'm never doing it again. I had Pizza Hut last night, and my parents were like, we ordered pizza, I was like, from where? And they're like, Pizza Hut, and it's like, nah, no. And they were just like, yeah. And I like, tried to convince them not to make the order as I was making the order for them. And they're just like, I don't want. Okay, Google. Play Young Nudie. I met John last spring, but we really didn't start becoming friends until the end of the summer. And I didn't realize, the first few months I knew him, I completely misunderstood where he was from. Like I was saying before, New York City attracts a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, people from all over, and in addition to that, I meet people from places I have never been to before, let alone know very, very little about. You see, John is from California. I knew this, but I thought I knew where in California, and I definitely did not. I think like the first few months I met you, I thought you were from LA. Yes, and we had a really awkward confrontation on that one. Did we? Yeah. I would, I would, no, I wouldn't oh, say well, awkward, but it was definitely, uh... It was like a mu it was about like two months ago, I like... No, I wouldn't say two. Maybe a little bit longer than that, maybe like three or four. Because the, the first time I realized that I mislocated where you were from is I was talking about chicken and waffles, and I was like, oh, have you tried this place, Sweet Chicken? You were like, no, and I was like, oh, there's one in L.A., and you were like, I'm not from L.A., and I was like, mm-hmm, you're not? And you are like, no, I'm not. So, that's what it was, yeah. That's what it was, that's right? That's what I was talking okay. about. Okay, yeah. it was awesome. And I was just like, oh, it's that generalization. <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 no. But you, no. it's like I kind of expected that to come. Yeah. You know, From me or just in general? Just like in general. John isn't from anywhere close to Southern California. 
He's from the Bay Area, up north. When I think of California, it's like palm trees and just like no. sunshine all the time. Um, no, I would say Northern California, you get a little bit more season. So like you have owned jackets and coats before you moved here? Or? Not like heavy winter coats. <laughs> okay. I feel like the, the, the hardest it's ever gotten was like a sweatshirt and maybe like a like a light jacket on top like a coat like a coach jacket and that's for like a cold day i'm dead okay and a beanie but um no it's it's really just like it's just like cul-de-sacs really got it like they're just big not like grids but like they're kind of like a, they're kind of like a maze and it's just full of houses he tells me that growing up there was a good sense of community in his hometown Everybody kind of knew each other. Not like knew each other, like you knew every single person, but like you, you know a lot of people. So like... Everybody is very active in the community. There was a sense of that sort of like suburban, like close-knit community. Yeah, like, like, you know, like mothers, like my friends' moms would hang out together. John's parents moved to the Bay Area a little while after he was born. The home they moved into is the first home they've ever owned. It it was a modest house. One-story house, three bedrooms two bath um my backyard was was always like the attraction though i had a basketball court where it's it was literally just paved like tile cement that i still have now um and then i had a basketball hoop and i had like a like a nice little field of grass like a patch i'd say like maybe like five yards ten yards maybe and it wasn't like wide it was like pretty narrow yeah it was pre- it was a pretty big backyard and then i had like a sunroom that like all my friends would like whenever we'd had sleepovers we'd sleep there because it was like over like but technically we were outside but not really yeah i mean it was nice like i loved it he remembers though when he was younger he wished his house was bigger he wished his family had a two-story home because his friends had two-story homes and homes with stories had stairs i just remember it being like i had like my first big birthday party and there was like six people that slept over and it was like a really good birthday party it was like probably fourth grade it was like my best friend at the time. I was like, so what did you think of my birthday party? And he was like, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. And I was like, well, why a 9 out of 10? He was like, well, because you don't have a second story. That's such a kid thing to say. I know. Like, it, it doesn't even sound I mean, mean to be fair, like, we were like seven years yeah, old. Yeah, it's like, know? it's. I can't even be upset about it because it's just like, you're, you're nine. So it's like, you don't even know the like. I know, but like, but like, I still think about that shit. Yeah, know? of course. Yeah. So I was always like. You know, why don't we fucking move out this house? Like, blah, blah, blah. Why don't we get a bigger house? Why don't we get a big house? But, like, I got to remember this is, like, my parents' dream home, you know? Is it really? It's their dream home? I mean, like, this is the only house my parents is on. So this is, like, the house that they, like, you know, they, they, they bought it for me, essentially. Because they bought it when I, like, was first born. Because, like, when I was born, we were still living with my aunt and uncle. And they bought this house because, like, they wanted me to grow up in a, in a regular house. I don't know. You know, like, when you're growing up, you really miss a lot. Yeah. You really miss a lot of, like, what your parents do for you. And you really miss a lot of, like, what, you know, like, just a struggle. Like. Yeah. First, like, probably, like, couple months of my life, I was, like, not in my own home. Like, I didn't have a home, technically. Not technically, you know. I lived with my aunt and uncle. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't, like, a place that we could call our own. In their home, it was just the three of them, John and his parents. He didn't have any siblings. I am an only child. What was it like growing up being an only child? To be honest with you, and like, I'm not going to give that bratty, uh, like, only child thing. I think it was really nice. Just because... I'm so jealous. <laughs> I know. No, no. Well, well just for I, like I remember the I was an only child for like five years of my life. Oh, it was so you got used to it for a while. So I got like... I adjusted fam I was <laughs> I'm gonna be in here for a long time and then whoop, there he go John had his parents to himself and with that came a lot of love a lot of attention and a lot of support I grew up with two mothers and like they were very loving my parents like they loved the fucking shit out of me like more than I can ever like imagine and like it took me to like now to realize that you know but like at the time like I just thought that that's how all parents were my parents never missed any of my soccer games 
and it wasn't like both of them would be there. It wouldn't just be one. They were always there. Anything that I did, they were always there. And it was like, I just thought that that was like what everybody went through. Both my parents, uh, from what I remember, like at an early age, they were so hardworking. Like one of my moms, my biological mom, she would wake up at four o'clock every morning and be in the office at 5.30 so that she can come and pick me up at 1.30, like from school. And like my other mom would like go to work from like eight o'clock and she'd come back like seven. And like we would always have dinner together. And like we would always spend time together. I feel like they always wanted to make sure that I like never felt like I was neglected. They always wanted to make sure that like we would always be together. They like instilled that in me. And like for so many years, I just like didn't think it was shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the fuck does this mean? This doesn't mean That's shit. That's interesting though. Like, they're very hardworking, but they still made the effort to be like there for you. Always. My mom, like, like clockwork. Like, I would get out of school, maybe go to like my quote unquote daycare. Like, it was just like kind of like a day camp. Like, after school program? Yeah, like an after school program. 30 minutes, my mom would come pick me up. And like, we'd have a snack. And then she'd help me with homework. And like, it went on like that for a really long time. Like, till I was in middle school. John tells me that, as a kid, he didn't talk about his moms a lot. Like, I just didn't want to get judged, but I also felt like um, I didn't want that to be, like, the reason as to why I have weaknesses. You know, if you see me, I'm not the strongest. I'm not, like, the fucking biggest. I'm not, like, the tallest or anything. Like, a lot of people saw me as, like, weak, you know? Didn't want to give them a reason. Yeah, I didn't want them to blame it because I just, you know, didn't have a father figure growing up. Or, like, I wasn't good at, like, fucking throwing a baseball because I didn't have a father to teach me how to fucking throw a baseball or catch a football or some shit, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, I had my uncles that, like, taught me how to do all that shit. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, fucking code on how to parent. But I feel like uh, my mom was always just like, you know, like, this is your life. And, like, we, you grew up just having two moms. That's how it was. My mom told me at an early age. But it was never, like, don't tell, don't let these kids get to you or, like, type shit. Because it's, like, my mom never, like, she never understood it. Both my parents immigrated from the Philippines. They're, like, first first wave immigrants. And, like, my mom moved here when she was, like, 13. So, like, she went through, like, the high school system and everything here. And she knows that, like, she knows to keep things kind of, like, in wraps. Yeah. I feel like my mom kind of looked out for me when she was just, like, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. So either you can tell these kids, like, you have two moms, or, like, you can say whatever you want to say. But, like, just know, you tell them that you have two moms, like, you might get some shit for it. But, like, my mom never really knew, like, what what I would deal with. Above all else, they just wanted to make sure John had a strong sense of where he comes from. My parents, from a very young age, always wanted me to be in tune with my culture, you know? Not like they like would deliberately be like, watch this video. This is about your culture type shit, you know? But like my parents were, they were authentic. They really like, they live here. They've lived here forever. And like, they still eat Filipino food because that's their favorite food. Every Sunday after church, we would either go to dim sum or we'd go to Filipino food. We went to like the spot, it was called the Lumpia House. And like, they knew me and like, they knew my family. Like they loved us, like everything. Like we had like a real, like, like the community when we first moved there was like so small. Filipino community now it's like you know we're taking over but, god bless <laughs> yeah amen um but everybody was like the community was so tight-knit that everybody kind of looked out for each other my parents always like instilled with me like never forget your roots like your roots are always going to treat you the best don't ever try to be like anything that you're not like my parents were always like this is like a good cooked meal just remember this like, she, my mom, like, every time I would get, like, you know, adobo or, like, uh, tocino and rice, my mom would always be, like, just remember, like, if no matter where you are in the world, like, if you get, like, a Filipino food, like, you can order this food, it'll taste exactly the same. Like, that'll always taste like home. She's not wrong. Like, they were so always, like, not, like, old school, but, like, they always, like, it's just the, the culture was always there. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, the flag. But, like, we were always, like, we always did something that, like, we enjoyed. Food, karaoke, you know, like, dessert. Like, that's how we were always. With that, you know, in the Philippines, there's a lot of homosexuality. There's a lot of, like, cross-dressing, and you get a lot of, like, transgender people. And my parents, from a young age, always instilled that in me. 
like my aunts are gay like we used to go to like this place that like it was like a gay like trans like comedy club essentially but like that's how my culture is and like i feel like that exposure was like something that i needed he tells me his parents were also very protective at times in his opinion a bit overprotective i didn't really like sleep over anybody's house until i was like in high school yeah, like my parents, like, never. I, like I, I don't know her. My parents had to know my my friends' moms, like phone numbers, sisters, everything. Brothers, Did you sisters. ever have your parent like meet one of your friends and then like be really nice to that friend and then like once it's Always. over, they're like, I don't like her. She's or, like, like, he's bad news. Don't do that. Don't hang around him. I don't want you to hang out with so-and-so again. Yeah, always, (laughs) always. No, 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 always. And, like, at the time, I was always like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just like, why are you being so overprotective? I know. Stop. I know, but it's just, like, now, like, seeing those people, I'm like, all right, you were going to write. Parenting points for you. Good for you. Um, But, you know, they they were so supportive of me. They were so loving. Like John said before, you miss all the things your parents do for you growing up. At the time, even though he had a pretty good childhood, when he was younger, he thought otherwise. At the time, I mm-hmm. thought it was hell. I mean, I feel like everybody thinks that, like, you know, yeah. growing up is hell. I think I think that's the one way we all relate to each other. Like, it would be boring if you'd be like, yeah, me and my parents have a great relationship. We eat together and we play Monopoly every night. I mean, it's always like the grass is always greener, you know? It's like when you're when you're at home, you always wish that you were somewhere else. And then when you're somewhere else, you always wish you were at home. And like any kid, he got into his angsty teen phase. You know that phase. That phase when parents are uncool, all you really want to do is hang out with your friends, and you just want your parents to stop treating you like a kid. Oh my god. I started to like skateboard a lot, and like I lived in a place where like you could just like go out and just kind of like roam the streets. Like, be safe. Yeah. You know, like, we would just, like, skateboard everywhere. Like, we would skate, we'd skateboard, like, towns over sometimes. I'm dead. Yeah, like, and just hang out. Or, like, we would, like, do a shit like that, you know? And, like, we would go to, like, the skate park and just hang out and, like, come home. It was always me every single weekend. Me and my friends, always. Like, I would film them skateboarding because they were always way better than me. Nice. But, like, I would always film them because it's just, like, I wanted to be a part of it. But, like, you I was... <laughs> No, it wasn't that. It was just, like, I never... I was, like, always scared. You know, I I didn't want to, like, get hurt Mm -hmm. because, like, I wanted to play soccer and I wanted to, I'm not going to make fucking excuses for myself. I was just, like, low-key, like, I couldn't commit to it. But, um, yeah, my friends were, like, really good and I used to always just film them. We used to just make these little, like, montage videos and, like, put them on YouTube and shit. Oh, my God. Are those YouTube videos still up? Um, probably, honestly. But, like, I filmed it on, like, my mom's, like, Olympus camera, like, the point-and-shoot, like, with the fucking lanyard that you put around your... You and you press it, and you press it, and that thing like slides open, and the lens comes out. Yes, I filmed it on that. Ooh, that's so like mid two thousands. It hurts. Okay. <laughs> I right. know. I would definitely say like during that time, my parents, I feel like they weren't ready for me to just like start hanging out and like leaving the nest as often. But I also think that they tried to restrict me so much to where I was like, I can't even hang out with my friends. Like, during the weekdays and like, even during the weekends, usually. And like, whenever I did, like, I couldn't stay out late. Like, or I couldn't like, you know, like, whenever things were like getting fun, like everything, like my parents would have to come and pick me up. Ironically, when he was younger, John could barely spend a night away from home. I'll be honest with you. Whenever I would sleep over people's houses, I would never really wouldn't spend the night because I couldn't be away from home. Like I couldn't, like I was scared, you know? Like I didn't want to spend a night without my parents in the same house as me. Like I would even like spend the night at my cousin's house and my mom would have to pick me up because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't spend the night alone, like away from home. Up until I was probably like 13. By the time it was time to start thinking about college, John wasn't exactly sure what he wanted. He wasn't the best student, He didn't have the best grades, and at the time, he didn't think a four-year college was a realistic option for him. But he went through with applying to schools anyway. Like, I just started applying to schools just because, like, people were doing it. I kind of had, like, FOMO. You know, I didn't really want to miss out on, like, the application process. Yeah. And, like, being able to tell people that I applied somewhere. 
just so people kind of like know that like I'm actually trying to do something with my life you know like I'm, I'm not as bad as I seemed and like I applied to four schools none of them in state why none of them in the state because it was just at this point I was so sick of like being close to my parents mm-hmm. like you know I was like in my teens that I was like oh my god my fucking parents suck blah 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 he wanted to go for a big college experience. I was at that point where I was like, if I wanted to go to school, I'm going to go to a big school. I'm going to join a frat, you know, like. Do the entire college. Yeah, no, experience. I'm going to do like the whole nine yards. If I'm going to college, I'm going to college. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm going to go to like a place where like the football's good. That like I can like make memories, you know, like pre-gaming, tailgating and all that shit. Like that's what I wanted to do. And I feel like that's not like what I still want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's long gone. But, like, you know, like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have, like, a full college experience. And, like, plus this was, like, the point where, like, uh, do you, like, I don't know if you, like, listen, watch this, like, but it's, like, a really white boy thing. But, like, there's, like, this YouTube, wet, like, uh, channel called I'm Schmacked. And, like, exactly what you're they would about. film, like, college parties and, like, show you exactly, like, what college recruiting, like, videos don't show you just so you can see it. And, like, that's what I used to, so, like. Just like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yep, yeah, the parties are good. Let's go there. Aside from getting an idea of what the parties and campus culture looked like, he also wanted to go to a school with a good business program. I didn't really know what I wanted to do either. And I was like, I just want to go into business because like, that's like, I feel like what a man does. Out of the four schools he applied to, only one of them was in New York. And he got in. He found out in Spanish class in an email on his phone. Like, I remember checking it and it just said like, congratulations. And I remember my teacher was like, John, you need to do the work. And I was like, I know, I know, I know. But like, just give me a minute, okay? And I like remember thinking about that and like going out and like seeing my boys. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to go to New York. And they're like, holy shit, you're going to New York. Like, that's everybody's dream. If you're not in San Francisco or like the Bay Area, like you want to go to another big city. I'm like, New York is it. I mean, everybody just thought I was like, kind of like going to the big league, you know? People had high expectations. Because I was making it out of here. Or like out of California. All my friends were like really proud that I was leaving. And that I was going to uh, another like state. And like especially like a big, really big city. Like the biggest city in America. And just like a lot of people like considered that like, you know, success. Like moving to like a really big city to go to school. Because they know that like once you go out of school, like you're going to be set up for success. And, like, I feel like everybody was really proud and, like, really happy for me, you know? It felt good. It felt really good. He was excited. John had been to New York City before to visit family members, but the last time he visited New York was about five or six years ago. There was a lot to be excited about. But also, he found himself dreading the idea of leaving home. It's weird. It's one of those things where you get what you want, but it's not exactly how you pictured it would be. This was going to be a new experience for him. And the people he knew, people from home, were not going to be there to experience it with him. I was really excited. Like, super excited. And I just like couldn't stop talking about it and couldn't stop thinking about it. And then the day before, me and all my friends, we went, like, hung out, and my friend was like, this is it, man, like, this is it, and I was like, what do you mean this is it, and he was just like, this is the end of your childhood, like, tomorrow, you're gonna be on a plane, you're gonna go to New York, and, like, you're gonna start a new life, you're gonna go to school, you're gonna become an adult, you're gonna grow up, you're gonna get a job, you're gonna just fucking live there, like, that's it. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to come back. Like, I'm not going to just fucking leave. Like, you're crazy. And he was just like, I know. But like, till this day, like, there's there's not going to be an instance where I can just call you and you can come and hang out. Like, you're gone. And he was like, but I'm proud of you. We all want you to go. We're all we're all so proud. And I was like, damn, like. That's crazy, like, you know, like, I never really thought about that. Like, I just thought that, you know, like, we would still talk on a consistent basis and we would always just, like, be friends and everything. And he was just like, yeah, I mean, like, we're still do that and everything. Like, you're still going to be our boy, but, like, 
it's just not going to be the same because you're not here. I was like, damn, you're kind of right. He's like, but you know, whatever is best for you, like you do it. John told himself he'd be back. Of course he would come back, right? There's breaks and holidays, and he would find time to come back to California to catch up with his friends. I'll be back, like, for fucking Thanksgiving. Like, it's only a couple of months. Yeah. But, like, you don't really understand, like, in that time and space that, like, a couple of months, like, is a lot. It's a big change. Like, people can change. A lot can happen. Yeah. A lot does happen in a couple of months. When it was finally time to leave California to take the flight to New York and move to campus... It was all bittersweet. Did you travel by yourself? No. Both my parents came. So what was that experience like, like on the flight to New York? It's fucking sad. Like, that's when it really hit me that, like, today was the day. Like, I always felt like it was looming. But, like, I never really, like, put it into perspective that, like, I was really going to leave. And then the day happened. Like, the day came. And... I just remember like texting my friends like on my way to the airport and I was like crying. I was like bawling my fucking eyes out. Like, I gotta leave. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was like, you know, like you guys are still my boys. Like, I love y'all. Like, I'm not gonna forget y'all. Like, don't worry. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna come home. Don't worry. Like, all this shit. Like, nothing's gonna change. Nothing's gonna change. And all my friends were like, don't worry. Like, we got you. Like, everybody was like, we're just so proud of you. Like, we don't want you to like, You know, like, we're not going to cut you out for anything. Like, just know that, like, we're going to hold it down for you while you're gone. You know, it's like, it's like an experience that you wish that your friends could be there. It's like, I want to see, I want my friends to to see, like, what I'm doing. I want, I don't want to experience this by myself because this is so new. I was so scared that, like, I just needed the comfort of, like, my friends or, like, somebody, like, that I knew that I was, like, personable with because, like, I couldn't, like, talk to my fucking, like, roommates and shit because I was so fucking shy or, like, I, you know, like, we wouldn't be so close and it'd be so awkward. I didn't want to do all that awkward shit. So it's, like, I wanted to have a friend there that, like, I could just be, like, look at this shit. Like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Coming up after the break... John's new surroundings takes some getting used to. This episode of Back Home is brought to you by the support I have from all of my friends that I've interviewed for this podcast. Friendship is pretty great, isn't it? So for that very reason, feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Share it with your friends from back home. Share it with your friends in your new home. Share it with your roommates who could potentially be your friends. Share it with anyone who honestly you consider to have been a friend to you at one point in your life. You can also be a friend of this podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Now, without further ado, back to the episode. During John's first two weeks at school, his parents were also in the city. My parents stayed for like two weeks. God bless. So because my parent, because my cousin got married, so we had to go to Convenient. her. So we went to her wedding, and then we went to go and drop off my other cousin in Virginia. It was like a whole week's like road trip, and then they brought me back up, and they were like, "All right, well, we'll see you." So I was like excited at this point because it was like me and my roommates were kind of friends, and like we were like hanging out, kind of going new. a little it's bit, friendly. yeah. So it's like I want to explore this. Like, let me do this. So like we did, and we went out, and like. I had fun, and then, like, me and my parents' relationship became, like, uh, sort of, like, distant. We didn't really talk as much. Um, I feel like I kind of got, like, too busy uh, and, like, just kind of, like, forgot to call them. And, like, I don't know, like, every time they called me, I just never really picked up or anything because I was, like, so busy. Why are you using air quotes? Because I feel like I wasn't really busy, you know? Like, I just felt like I just, like like moved out so like I was trying to just like feel everything out for myself and like really try to like be in the moment for shit like I don't want to like be pulled aside by my parents or some shit you know he wanted to be independent and for him being independent meant not talking to his moms 
He says they weren't seeing eye to eye at the time. So he thought of it like this. Well, now you don't have to deal with me. So if I don't have to pick up my phone, then technically you don't exist. And that's how it was. So he's having this new experience by himself. He doesn't want to talk to his parents, and he's in this big city. John lived on campus his first year. He had nine other roommates. And remember, John's an only child, so having roommates, especially that many, was pretty new for him. It was so, so much. I was, like, so overwhelmed. I never, like, lived with anybody, let alone nine other people, you know? And, like, I never had neighbors that were, like, literally directly next to me or, like, underneath me, you know? So it was just always, like, I was, like, whoa, this is, like, so much. There's so many people in, like, such a, like, defined space. Overall, it was just overwhelming. Trying to transition into a new space comes with its challenges, but sometimes those challenges are a lot more than you expect them to be. Freshman year was a difficult year for John. And during this time, this pretty rough time in his life, he learned a lot. I learned a, a fucking shit ton. Like, I learned, I learned, like, people on me aren't going to be genuine. People that I, like, that say that are helping me are actually hurting me and, like, way more than they are helping. And, like, I've had to deal with, like, that shit. Like, I've had to deal with, like, being fucking like treated like trash and like humiliated and shit by like people that I thought like were my friends. I wouldn't do that to anybody. Like I wouldn't do that to them. I'm so like I feel like I'm just so generous and like I feel like I'm just so generous to people that like don't give a shit. And it's like I know like m- like most of everybody if not everybody like doesn't give me 100% back, but it's like I don't know how to give you just a little bit. I can't just give you a little bit. Like, if I care and, like, I know you and it's, like, I like you and, like, you're my friend and shit, like, I'm going to do whatever I can to, like, set you up for success, even if that means that, like, I'm not going to get successful off of anything. Because it's, like, if you're my friend, like, I want to make you, I want to see, I want to see you win. Before that, I want to see myself win. But it's, like, other people don't want to reciprocate that for me and I've been hurt so many times because of that shit. Like, just that fact that, like, people don't want to reciprocate the energy that I give off. And, like, I know that's a lot to ask for for people, but, like, if I'm backing you up for everything, like, I expect the same. Holidays and breaks provided time to get away during his first year. He'd go back home to California, back to what he knew and people he knew. California provided breaks that he needed from New York and from school. I guess you could say it was like, as cliche as it sounds, it was like a piece of me that was always there. Not like I completely left myself there, but it was just like, I always was reminded of my roots because I never wanted to like stray away from them. I was so proud to be where I was from. And it was just like, I don't know, like home to me was just like a sense of like, It was just a place that I could be myself. It was just a place that I was, like, established. Like, I had friends, I had family, like, everything was there. It was just, like, it was just a place that was, like, my safe haven. Like, I could go home and I I wouldn't worry about anything. Like, it's just a place that, like, I could just, like, relax and pause. It's like I enjoyed going home. But after those breaks, he'd have to return to New York. He'd have to go back to campus, go back to school, and in general, just go back to a space that he wasn't too thrilled to be in. After freshman year, John decided to take some time off from school. He returned back home to California for the summer, and he also took the fall semester off. However, during that time off, he did go back to New York. He and his parents came to an agreement. They sent him back to New York City, to go to school. This time around, he wouldn't live on campus. Instead, his parents helped him get a space of his own. And in addition to that, the company John kept was a little different than before. In the beginning, whenever we would hang out, I was in the dorms. Whenever he would come to visit me, we had this strict rule that you couldn't have a guest in the dorm past midnight. 
So we would stretch that sometimes and he'd be in the room until like 1240 and then he'd leave and so a lot of the times whenever we were hanging out, it was always at night and what we would end up doing is we would go to Chelsea Piers because it's right by. We would walk to Chelsea Piers and that part closes at 2 a.m. So until like 4 a.m. sometimes, we'd just be in Chelsea Piers like walking up and down, just talking about everything and I'm not a very talkative person so... It was like kind of a crazy phenomenon that we both were able to talk to each other for that long and I feel like that's the time when I would really learn about him and he would probably learn about me. That's Mackenzie. She and John have been together for over two years now. They first met when John returned to New York during his semester off. So I just assumed he was going to school because, I don't know, we didn't talk about it much. And I think, I don't know, I can't remember if he told me he was going or if I just assumed like, oh, he's going to school. Like everyone's going to school, right? Like that's, I don't know. And it didn't, it's not that it like bothered me or anything. I was never really curious. It was just, I like taking out with him and what his situation was didn't really bother me. It's just, I liked him and he liked me back when we had fun together. So that's like the extent of it, I guess. Around when did you find out? Like as you two got closer? It, I think it definitely took a while for him to actually open up to me fully and tell me when it was happening. So I knew for sure whenever he started going back to school, like that's when I knew, oh, you weren't in school. Like I thought you were. I mean, I don't know. That's when like everything started like adding up, I guess. That's when I knew like the whole situation. John started going back to school in the spring semester. Around the same time, he got a job as well. Why do you think that was? Just because I feel like I needed to double up on my responsibilities now that I was back. Um, I feel like I couldn't just be, come back and like be stagnant how I was before. I just feel like I needed to like be back and better. Like kind of prove everybody wrong that like me taking off a semester was like a bad decision. Like I wanted to prove, so I, had, I felt like I had something to prove with everybody. So he got busy. Like actually busy. Not air quote busy, like freshman year. I was never not busy. I never had time to hang out with my friends. I would always be working. If I wasn't at work, I'd be at school. I would literally like, I'll go to school from like nine o'clock to like 11 o'clock. I have a break from 11 to four. In that, in that break time, I'd go to work and work. And then I'd go to school and then go home. There would never be a day where I was not working. Because I just didn't want to, like, feel so stagnant, like, just sitting there. Because, like, I spent so many fucking hours, like, those past, like, three, four months, like, just sitting there and doing nothing. Like, days on days on days on end. And it's like, I can't do that anymore. Every time that I'm, like, stagnant or every time that, like, I'm not doing anything, I feel like I'm just not progressing. And I need to always be progressing. He was in a different mentality compared to freshman year. His priorities were a lot different. I could definitely sense more responsibility in him, and he knew that he had responsibility. So it was a lot less of, like, me saying, oh, what have you been doing today? Oh, nothing. Like, I don't know. Just doing whatever. Like, not excited about his day-to-day. And whenever he did get that job, it's not that he was excited to be working a lot. Well, no, that's not even true. I think he knew that he had a lot of responsibility and he didn't want to come off as, oh, I love work because, I don't know, I feel like we're always taught to that work is bad and you shouldn't love going to work, but I could tell that he was excited that he had busy days and he was excited to be occupied and not just not have anything to do with his day or just sit around. I could just see all his hard work starting to pay off and him being excited about working and not sad that he has to work. Like, I feel like a lot of people tend to get, whenever they get those first jobs, they're like, ugh, I have to go into work. But he was excited and excited to be doing something. And John's focus in school and his dedication to his studies changed as well. I think seeing him really put an effort towards school and he really wanted to do well and get good grades and pay attention in all of his classes, I think seeing him want to work on assignments and come to me for help, that really made me see the initiative that he had, that he didn't want to just do it because he had to. He wanted to do it because he wanted to do well and he wanted to succeed. So you could definitely see the, I guess, the entrepreneurship come out 
and want to really drive himself to be the best he can. John also talked to his parents more often. Their relationship was closer than the first time around. Things were challenging, but having that support, even from miles away, over the phone, helped. Now I was actually busy, but now I was like talking to them more. This is when I decided that like I wanted to develop a more like serious relationship with my parents because like they were helping me through everything and like through this like really tough time, they like never like lost their support in me. And I felt like this was like all I could do for them. So I would like, I just like would call them and I would like keep in touch and we, you know, form a really good relationship, really close relationship. The person John was during freshman year was completely different than the person he became when he came back. He was more mature. Way more mature. No, a thousand percent. Oh my God. And it's not even like a bad thing, you know, no. like I, I still like talk to my friends from college. There's, but like the thing is, is that like they're still kind of like they have so maturity to do. It's not necessarily all of them, but it's just like when they're all together, they're like, it's weird, you know. And I feel like um, I'm just so like uh, where I was like in college, like my freshman year and then where I am now, it's like so much different. It's oh, my God, it's like night and day. His work ethic was probably one of the biggest changes he saw in himself. But it was also the fact that he was here in New York. Working in New York City while going to school was a whole experience in itself. Now I was finally in the mix of everybody, like Morning Rush, and like I got every, I got really f experienced like people's hard work. And like, I feel like you don't really get to experience that like in California or like anywhere else where you just drive a car because it's like you kind of in a car you still control like your your pace you can drive slower you can drive you know you can take the longer route you can do something like that you know like something you know trying to kind of buy you some time or like give you you know you can control the music in your car you can like do whatever you want in your car because it's like that's your kind of your like your release but here you take the train so it's like you're forced to kind of like suppress your all your emotions and just like get ready for the day. Like you're just going on the flow with everybody else. Kind of makes you think that like you're really just like one small person in a really big world. And it's like nobody cares what you're going through. Nobody cares if you're fucking having a bad day. Nobody cares if you're having a good day. Like nobody cares. Like you're just you're just doing the motions with everybody else. And it's like having that thick skin, it's like you, you deal with so much. You deal with like people coming at you, talking to you. You deal with these crazy people on the fucking train. But you also deal with like seeing like heartbreak. You see, you see people that like, you know, are crying on the train. You see people that are like always you know like laughing having good days having bad days i've seen people having the worst days of their life on the train i've seen people having the best days of their life on the train like but like at the end of the day when when those people are having those days like nobody acts like they see it and that's what's crazy to me because it's like you're, you're you're blatantly seeing somebody breaking down in tears and like you can just see that everybody like looks and they're just like I understand, like, because it's like everybody goes through that. I feel like, I like joke about this, but like, I'm also kind of serious. You're not really a New Yorker until you really have like an emotional experience on the train. Ah, uh, facts. Like, if you're crying on the train, like. That's like I your induction like ceremony. Is, you're like earning your stripes. Or like, you know, like having like a breakdown, like being in the train, like and being like, I can't even be on this train right now. Like I'm like, you know, like, but like you're moving, you know, like when you're oh, really, you. you know, like when you're really like, like having a breakdown and it's like, I can't even be on this train right now. I'm getting claustrophobic. I need to get off the train and you start walking. That's what I feel like a lot of people fail to realize. It's like, yeah, like when you move here, New York is so great. And like everybody's so like glitzy, glamour, like you're going to see everything. Like your wildest dreams are going to come true. But it's like, for every, for every one instance, you gotta go through like 10 of those weird, crazy, like, it's like kind of like the hairs on your back stand up sometimes. And it's like, but it's like, it's life. That's real life. Like that's real, like, that's the realest it can get. 
you can't like you know it's you, you see it on tv you see it in video games you see it in like all this shit you know but like when it is in your face in real life and you have and you're the one that has to experience it like that's new york that's how it is it's just life is always at you and this is the realest that it gets and anything after this like that's why they always say that once you come here from like to new york like it changes you forever and this is something he's still going through he's still living in new york he's working he's in school and he's still changing he continues to grow from the person he was when he first moved here when he finds time he goes home but even as he's changing here in new york back in california back home it was changing a little bit too I definitely think it got to a point that when I got home, it got to a point where I didn't recognize it. So many new restaurants and everything like opened up. And like, I it got to a point where like, you know, like my parents would tell me, oh, this changed, this changed. And I was like blown away. I was like, holy shit. Cause it's like, I feel like when I left home, like everything kind of paused. Like I kind of forgot that everything kept moving and like, now it's moving faster than ever, but it was like I was so caught up in my own life that like I kind of forgot that people change while I'm changing. As like a kind of like selfish thought, but you know, like I just thought like when I'm like away, like people are just gonna wait for me to come back. And it just doesn't work like that. Everything moves so fast and it's just like, I got to a point where I was lo- using Google Maps in my own hometown because it's like I didn't know shit. Like, and that was like crazy to me. Like, I was so disconnected, I felt like. But at the same time, even though some parts were unfamiliar, California, his home, the Bay Area, still provided that pause. That pause that he needed from his routine. Was your impression of home the same? Now, like, going home, it's just, like, the relaxedness. Just being able to, like, lay on the couch and kind of have, like, a like a late morning. You know, like, being able to, like, sit in my pajamas till, like, 1 p.m. and, like, just eat waffles. Like, just watch, like, sports center or some shit, you know? Like, just being able to hang out. And, like, I feel like it's just, like... Not like I, like, relive, like, my childhood experiences, but, like, just, like, it just gives me nostalgia of, like, growing up in high school, like, just, like, playing Xbox and, like, just hanging at home, like, when nobody's home and just, like, laying in bed and watching TV. Like, just being able to, like, you know, like, kind of just lounge out, like, not really have to do anything. And then, like, my friends hit me up and, like, being like, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? And, like, we all hang out. You know, just, like, the accessibility, it's just, like, accessible, like, nostalgia. Like, it's just, it always happens. It just constantly hits me, and it, like, just makes me feel like a kid again, you know? And that's the crazy part. This kid, this kid from Cali, wasn't a kid anymore. He was an adult. He's in his early 20s. He's living in New York and trying to make something of himself. And John's in a better place than he was in when he first came here. But like anyone, he has his good days and his bad. Like anyone, when you take steps forward, sometimes life pushes you back a couple. It's part of the journey. It's part of the process of figuring things out and figuring yourself out. How do you keep moving forward? Just get up and do it. There's so many days, especially lately, where like, I'll be walking to the train. I'm just like, this is, and nothing's worth it. Like, I'll be on the train being like, I, what if this doesn't pay off? Like, what if all of this hard work, none of this just pays off? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't know. Your, your guess is as good as mine, honestly. I don't really get up and do, I just, the days blend in all together. And to be honest, when he said that, I thought, maybe that was a silly or stupid question for me to ask. It's hard to know how you get through things when you're constantly in the mindset of getting through things. Sometimes you don't have time to step back and think about how. You just do it. I think he doesn't give himself enough credit. I think he works really hard, but he doesn't like to let himself be happy sometimes. I think he looks too much at the negatives and forgets that 
he is doing amazing and he is so much better and so much more mature than he was at one point. Like one of the things that I've noticed is whenever he does do really well on an essay at school or whenever he gets that 100%, even if it's a two-point quiz, whenever he gets the 100%, I see it change in his demeanor. It's like, it's not, oh, screw this professor. Like, I'm like, why is everything stacked up against me? Like, why, why can't I do well? Why, basically, why me? Why is the universe against me? And it's like, oh, yeah, that was really hard, but I was able to do it. And it's like, he starts to see the positives in himself and that not everything is bad it's like he has those little successes and even the smallest ones have the greatest impact i think i think that's the thing about going away for school you have to take those little moments those mini victories wherever you can get them because this transition this time in your life is hard You get things thrown at you that you haven't experienced before, and somehow you have to keep moving forward. You're in a new place, and new things are coming at you from multiple directions. And you're trying to make sense of it all, and at the same time, you're trying to push through. You get up and try again. You tough it out in hopes of a better future. My next question, I guess towards like almost the last one, is like why? Like, why keep going forward? Because it's good to have a goal in mind every day or, like... It's just, like... Because, like, the point where you were when you were first here and you didn't have a job in this apartment, right? Essentially, like, the the stakes are still the same, if that makes sense, right? That, like, nothing is promised for the future. Yeah. But, like, what you're doing now and what you're doing then is completely different. Yeah. So, like, Why? I guess I'm just, like, chasing a dream, I guess. Like, every day I just do this just, like, in case this, like, all works out. I don't know. You know, I just don't want to be, like, older and, like, regret that, like, I stopped when I was already on the path of doing something. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to finish it. Or I'm going to take it at least as far as it'll, it'll let me go.